Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Welcome to the wonderful world of government contracting. This is episode number 22, and today's topic is on ethics for government contractors. Before we begin today's podcast, we have an action item for you. Please subscribe and provide a review to our podcast. Congratulations! You have decided to enter the world of government contracting. Because you are going to be a federal contractor, you need to look at the rules regarding government and business relationships. Do you know how government ethics can impact your business? Do you have an ethics program in place as part of your business strategy? If not, then please consider adding business ethics to your business strategy immediately. Some contractors will be required to have a business ethics program in place before performing federal work on certain contracts. Besides that, every business should have an ethics policy in place before competing in any commercial or federal contracts. It's essential to avoid any conflict of interest or the appearance of conflict of interest when interacting with government representatives. Therefore, it is critical to follow the government rules. Government businesses shall be above reproach. Any transactions of public funds require the highest degree of public trust and an impeccable standard of conduct. No one wants to hear about a public servant who accepted bribes and gave a contract to a contractor in return. A government employee may not solicit or accept directly or indirectly any gratuity, gift, favor, entertainment, loan, or anything of monetary value from anyone who is seeking or has sought to do business with the government's employees agency. Therefore, it is best to ask yourself if what you are going to do could be viewed as a potential conflict of interest. For example, one of your employees has an extra ticket to a local NFL game. He gives the extra ticket to the government employee for free. How would that look? You see that something so innocent could turn into something so major? Do you know how this impacts your business strategy? If you would like more information on government ethics, you can go to FAR Part 3, and I'll have a link in today's show notes. We think that these rules would be easy to follow if you use common sense. Most importantly, ask yourself, how does this look to others? Does this action raise any red flags? If so, then stop and reevaluate what you are doing. The downside to potential conflicts of interest is a protest and otherwise adverse impact on federal government contracts. Remember, employees may not participate as a government official in a matter that will have a direct and predictable effect on their financial interests or financial interests of their spouse, minor children, general partners, outside employers, or prospective employers. How would you handle the situation for a federal employee is seeking employment from you? 
What if that federal employee were a contracting officer who oversees your contract? That federal employee would have to remove themselves from the contract before the contractor negotiate employment deal. Not only would they have to remove themselves from the federal contract, but they would have to notify their supervisors of the potential conflict of interest. As a federal contractor, you must comply with a variety of rules and regulations. It is up to you to know these rules and regulations and incorporate the requirements into your business. You will also need to train your employees in your business ethics procedures. Please consider developing as part of your business strategy an effective ethics program. Programs required anyways, so why not start? Contractors that experience ethic violations can face significant consequences, such as debarment, suspension, breach of contract claims, and civil and criminal penalties, including prison and fines. Most importantly, this does not take into consideration the potential loss of revenue, profitability, business, and your reputation. Protecting your business from an ethics disaster is just as essential as protecting your business from a natural disaster. It is best to devise a robust ethics program for your business before you venture into government contracting. Contractor interactions with government officials are one of the areas that can cause the most significant problems. Don't wait, plan, and add this to your business strategy now. As a federal government continues to use contract employees in federal workplace, this increases the frequency and likelihood that ethic issues will arise. When this happens, it is best to use a combination of procurement and ethics guidance. What does your business ethics plan tell you to do? Have all new employees been trained? Most importantly, contractor employees are not government personnel and are not subject to the same laws and regulations. Contract employees are subject to federal criminal laws, for example, like bribery. The rules of the particular employer and any restrictions imposed by the contract Federal employees are subject to federal laws and regulations and agency regulations. Understanding these differences and educating your workforce will go a long way to ensuring that your business complies with the FAR. That is why it's necessary to develop your business strategy now and add a business ethics program or enhance your current business ethics program. Remember that the government establishes a relationship with the contractor, which is defined by the contract. Usually, government personnel will not exercise any of the following functions over contract employees. So, government personnel will not supervise or direct workflow. They will not approve leave or absences, train or approve training, when employees won't conduct performance appraisals or other evaluations. Minimum employees will not provide or approve awards and recognitions. They will not tell or suggest to a contractor whom to hire or fire or discipline contract employees. On the other side of the coin, contract employees may not exercise any of the following functions. They cannot supervise government personnel. 
contract employees cannot supervise employees of other contractors. They cannot administer or supervise government procurement activities. They cannot perform inherently government functions. They cannot evaluate, discipline, or reward government personnel. So what is a government function? The government function is one that is so intimately related to the public interest as to mandate performance by government employees. The services include activities that require the exercise of discretion in applying government authority, use of judgment in making decisions for the government, and decisions regarding monetary transactions and entitlements. The government policy states that the contract employees cannot be used to perform these vital government functions. Contract employees will need to remain within the scope of the contract and not perform personal or inherently government functions. At all times, the government should have visibility over the contractor tasks and deliverables. It is essential to educate your employees to ensure that they stay within the bounds of the contract. Therefore, reminding employees to refer to a supervisor or statement of work before performing work outside the contract will go a long way to stop potential problems in the future. We all know that sometimes government will walk up and ask you, hey, can you do this extra thing? And we all think, yeah, it's not a problem, but stop. If it's not in your scope of work, don't do it. Also, unless it's coming from a contracting officer and they modify the contract, don't do it because the contracting officer is the only one that can change any of that scope of work or anything else. Remember earlier when we discussed the requirement for contractors to have ethics and business gratuity policies in place? Well, it's a requirement of FAR 3.10. The FAR requires that contractor have a code of business ethics and conduct. It also states that the contractor should have a training program and internal ethics control system in place that is suitable to the size of the company and the extent that the government is involved in government contracting. A system needs to be in place so those contract employees can timely report and disclose improper conduct in connection with government contracts. Need to carry out corrective measures properly. Mandatory disclosure to the government of specific criminal law violations, false claims act violations, or evidence of significant overpayments need to be reported immediately. Ethic requirements apply to contracts and subcontracts greater than $5.5 million and performance period is greater than 120 days. Small business and commercial item contracts are exempt from ethics training and internal control systems. What happens if you don't report? A contractor may be suspended or debarred a knowing violation by a principal to timely disclose to the government credible evidence of a violation of the federal criminal law. Examples include fraud, contract of interest, bribery or gratuity violations, violations of the False Claim Act, or significant overpayment occurring in connection with award, performance, or closeout of the government contract performed by a contractor or subcontractor. Failure to do so in a timely and disclose credit evidence of any of the above violations will remain a cause for suspension and or debarment until three years after final payment of the contract. Do you understand why you need to consider these as part of your business strategy? 
Now let's go on to a, another item, and that's gifts. Gifts can come into play in a teamwork workplace where you have government employees and contractor employees. Although each group works side by side, each has a different set of rules that guide their behavior, but also official interaction. Government gift rules have two categories. One, gifts from outside sources, and two, gifts between employees. Government personnel cannot directly or indirectly solicit or accept a gift from a prohibited source. A prohibited source is all contractors and their employees, so automatically you are a prohibited source. Employees cannot receive gifts because of the position they hold, so you can't give a gift to a federal employee because of the position that they hold. There's an exception for everything, and the typical exception is a $20, $50 rule. Government personnel may accept unsolicited gifts if they are not cash and valued at or under $20 source occasion. The aggregate limit is from a single source is $50 per calendar year. Government employees will not accept gifts to avoid a conflict of interest, even under the common exception. Therefore, please respect their wishes. Contractors cannot spend more than $50 total for gifts from all his employees to a federal employee. If you have any questions, Please go back to FAR Part 3. It is best to err on the side of caution when dealing with government ethics. The last thing to remember is to consider the appearance of the action. It is easy to develop relationships with a government representative and not think of the consequences of an action when you work side by side each day. Most importantly, consult with an attorney or a consultant when planning your business ethics program for your business strategy. The program will take a while to develop, implement, and train, so start now. That's basically it for this week's podcast. I would greatly appreciate it if you would stop now and subscribe and provide a rating for it. Feedback is greatly appreciated. Federal contracting made easy. Next week's topic is on the different types of of government contracts. Until then, be safe.